Hi, I'm Hang. And I'm Helen. And welcome to the Haiki Asian Podcast. A safe and open place where we can come together to discuss all things relevant to growing up and being Asian in Australia. Whether you're at home, going for a run, driving to work, or on a bus or train, heading somewhere, we hope that you can hang tight and tune into this week's episode. Hello to our listeners. Helen and I are so excited to talk about this week's topics with you lovely folks today. Indeed we are. For this episode, we will be discussing about travelling. Yeah! <laughs> I'll be honest with everyone, I'm so keen to talk about travelling and the experiences we made. Mm-hmm. So let's go back and reminisce about the good old days. Where was the first place that you travelled to, girl? So believe it or not, the first time I travelled was actually when I was 16 years old. Oh. So I was in year 10 and I think it's just because growing up my parents couldn't really afford to travel and the first place that I did travel to was my parents' home country which is Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> I didn't really have much knowledge of my family in Vietnam because it was always my parents who spoke to them mm. and my mum's immediate family was in Australia anyway so it was mostly my dad's family in Vietnam and I remember I was so nervous to travel because I hadn't had any experience <laughs> and I told my friends and they were like giving me all the tips and tricks and even yeah and even giving me like a whole rundown on Vietnamese lessons because my <laughs> Vietnamese isn't fluent they're like yo you better like say to go to ju yeah. this that this and then I didn't know anything about like the customs procedure as well and I didn't know what to expect and I was also dreading like an eight to nine hour flight yeah so I was just like really really nervous and my parents were scared of me getting plane sick as well so they gave me some meds before boarding on oh, that's smart yeah. yeah, but I just remember like when we were packing to go to Vietnam, my mum bought heaps of like confectionery, like <laughs> chocolates, lollies and stuff and shoved it in our luggage yeah. <laughs> because she wanted to give it all to our relatives in Vietnam to try. Yeah. So our luggages were like packed with like heaps of stuff to give to our relatives. Yeah. Yo, if you don't like do that, you're not going to Vietnam properly, especially if yeah. you're from Australia. Like <laughs> I remember my mom would always have to like stock up in the cherries, the beefs, yeah, the chocolate. Mm. <laughs> you know you're traveling with family when you're when your parents are stocking the freaking yeah, luggages up. It's crazy. Also, like my mom would buy gifts for my relatives, like mm. bags, shoes, jeans, phones. And then you have this small space for your own clothes to wear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, and like we, we have to like put it in a huge box, like the food, and then tape it oh, up. Okay. Tape it all up, and then you have to write the address so then it doesn't Damn. get lost. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so my parents, being paranoid parents that they were, mm-hmm. they wanted us to get to the airport like super early as well. <laughs> and the airport isn't even that far from us because we live in the west side. But they still wanted us to wake up super early to get to the airport, like, way before check-in time. And I just remember being, like, so tired because it was, like, in the AMs. And then I remember the plane ride wasn't that bad. It went by quick because I just slept through it and, like, just woke up to eat and stuff. Mm. And then the moment that we landed, mind you, like, it was winter time in Australia. So I was dressed up for, like, winter in Australia. Oh, no, mate. Yeah. (laughs) And then the moment that we landed in Vietnam, it was hot. (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't just hot. It was... Human hot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, like, dry hot, but they're humid hot. They're, like, moisty hot, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no one like that. So, I was wearing these layers, and I was like, dying. I was just, like, waiting to take them off, and I was just like, oh, fuck, it's so freaking hot. And then I remember my my dad's cousin, who I call my auntie, uh, was Mm. waiting for us at the entrance. And the thing is, my family lives about, like, five hours away from the main city. Oh, Jesus. So, I remember we still had to travel from there, from the city, to, like, where I live. Yeah, so we went on a car ride for about like five hours and I remember I even got car sick and I just got like super exhausted from all the traveling like the airplane ride and then the car (laughs) ride and then we arrived at my cousin's place to stay and I just like conked out (laughs) and I just remember like my Vietnam family first impression of me was that I don't know they treated me like I was like ooh like exotic Like, they were just like, oh my god, like, you know, she's from Australia. Like, oh, like, tell us all about it. She's Australian born. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, oh, so new and stuff. So they asked me, like, heaps of questions oh. and all. Um, But I enjoyed it. Like, even though I wasn't fully fluent in Vietnamese, I still managed to speak with yeah. them well. Um, and they all seemed to enjoy talking to me too. And then I remember like riding on the motorbikes was so fun. Yeah. And like freaking Vietnam does not have a traffic system whatsoever. <laughs> They'd be like, you go, you go. You go, you go. <laughs> there ain't no stop. Yo, have you tried crossing the road <laughs> in Vietnam? Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my God. It's, it's really scary the first couple of times, but then eventually you just got to do it. It's like, leap you just got to like take one step at a time. And then. And the, the motorcyclist just got to like drive around you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember my auntie took me to this store and she asked me to like pick out a bag that I want and she'll buy it for oh, me. Cute. And I was like, okay. And I picked out this bag. And mind you, like back then I was in high school. So I didn't really know much about luxury brands oh, at all. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went back to Australia that my friends were just like, oh my God, hang, that's like a Burberry bag. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. And they're like, uh, yes it is. And then they looked at the logo. They're like, oh, it's a fake Burberry bag. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, oh, I just bought it because I thought the pattern was cute. I didn't realize it was like an actual fake version of it. Exposed. <laughs> I know. But I think the most, I guess like the saddening thing about Vietnam to me was, and I remember this so vividly as well, but I remember I was on the back of my cousin's motorbike and we we're just like driving. Yep. And it's like, we drove past this boy. He looked like he was in his teens and he was just squatting on the side of the road. And he had a trash bag in his mouth. Like he was just holding it with his mouth. And I kept thinking afterwards, like, oh, why was he doing that? Like what had happened to him to get to that point? Why did he look so sad? I had so many of those thoughts and I remember I told my mom about it and she told me that unfortunately it's like normal for like a lot of children in Vietnam to deal with poverty Mm. and even kids who are probably like six to ten years old would walk up to you and try to sell you like lottery tickets and fruit like these are Mm. kids trying to make money however they could and they were pretty much trying to be like salesmen at such a young age Mm -hmm. and then one night I had this deep conversation with one of my cousins she was like 20 something and I was like 16 Mm. and she told me that her being that age she was already married and she had a newborn baby dang that's young yeah and then she told me at one point she had wanted to study overseas in australia and live a new life in the western culture but her husband proposed to her at that time and he was like a really sweet and lovely guy and he promised that he'll do his best to treat her well despite not being rich um and she accepted it because she thought that it'd be easier for her to marry a guy that would love her so dearly 
then to go overseas and study and spend more money. Mm-hmm. So she just um she chose not to do that risk and just settle. Mm. Um, and she said she had a baby straight away as well. And then I got to think about it, and I was just like, oh holy crap! If I was twenty something, having to make that decision would be the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Do I choose stability in Vietnam with a man who will love me, or travel overseas and put more pressure on my family to help pay for my studies? Yeah. So I really valued that trip a lot because like one I got to actually meet my relatives in Vietnam mm-hmm. and two like I really learned gratitude probably like on the first level mm-hmm. I did as a kid so I was just like oh holy crap like I'm living such like a great life in Australia being able mm-hmm. to like go to high school and not really think about marriage or kids or anything like that yeah so it was a really meaningful trip for me that's good like that's the amazing thing about traveling like you gain another perspective and like you said gratitude of your own life and like absorb into like um, another country's culture even though it's your parents culture and like we do get exposed some of it in Australia but this is like you're like diving deep immensely yeah. into it this is like the motherland of where our parents are from yeah and I think like even like another thing that shook me was mm. that like in Vietnam when I was living at my cousin's house for that yeah. time there was always like a housemaid that came in and cleans the house and that yeah. was so like yeah. That was so different. I was just like, oh my god, like there's a person that they're paying to clean the house. And she was just like this lovely old lady. But like, I don't know, I've never had a housemaid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, culture shock, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I remember when I lived with my grandma on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Her house was like, I think five stories and she had a maid. Oh my god. But my mom made me sit in the bed mm-hmm. while she cleaned the room. Because she's like, oh, just in case she steals something. You just pretend wow. to like just sit in there. So I'll be sitting there, I'll be like watching TV and I would feel so shit because she's cleaning around me and I'm like, yeah. I feel like I should help her. But like my mom's like, no, no, it's her job. Let her do it. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. But how about you, girl? What was your first place of travel? So I had to ask my mom this question, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and um, she said that the first place I traveled was, surprise, surprise, Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was three years old and oh. my parents want. Yeah, I was three. My mom wanted to celebrate um, Lunar New Year with my grandparents. Um, Yeah. And like, plus they haven't seen me in real life. Like my mom would take a lot of photos and send it to my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, This is like my grandparents on my mom's side, by the way. Because my my, uh, family, my dad's side, like all migrated to Australia. Yeah. 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 So they were so excited to see us for the first time. But honestly, I don't remember (laughs) anything because I was three. (laughs) I mean, you were three. I was three. But my mom told me that I was such a brat because like I would always wanted to be constantly be picked up and carried and uh, every time I would go past a sewer like I would like pinch my nose and be like ew it's stinky <laughs> I was like oh my <laughs> so god cute. I was so disrespectful but my mum was like oh you know you were small you didn't know yeah <laughs> that was the first place I travelled that to. was your first memory I mean like that was like your parents memory of like your first travelling like what was your first memory of travelling like when do you remember Um, I think going to Vietnam as a teen I was 14. Yeah, I was 14 and I went through the exact same experience as you, Hang. You know, Mm -hmm. having that early ass wake up call. (laughs) Yeah, dude. They want to be there early. (laughs) Oh my God, it's 5 (laughs) a.m. And our flight was like at 8, 9. My gosh. And it was just that rush of like getting ready, like packing last minute things. And mm-hmm. my parents were like calling the taxi and putting everything in and going to the airport and putting everything in the trolley. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah. And arriving to Vietnam, it was like the heat, it just hits you straight away. It, does. it was so hot. Like imagine opening an oven 
right? It's like stuffy. And then when you exit the airport, I saw so many people waiting for the relatives to land. Yeah. And I felt like a celebrity. I was like, oh, hello, hello. Oh, oh my God, hi. <laughs> Walking through here. Yeah. <laughs> And then like my um yeah my mum's brothers and her parents were us and she just started crying. She was like, oh my god. Aww. And like um he was like, why do you have so many pimples? And my she was like to my brother, why are you so tall? Like immediate <laughs> criticism. <laughs> it's like hi grandma. <laughs> ah, this is Vietnam. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, Western mom. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And then like I had like natural wavy hair. Mm-mm. And um my mum took me to a hair salon in Vietnam and mm-hmm. I got my hair permanently straightened. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And it was like a whole new experience. Like apparently it's normal for people to like get their hair wash. Just to have a hair wash in like hair salons. Because sometimes like people like don't want to have a shower at their own homes. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people got their hair um, permanently straightened whenever they went to Vietnam mm-hmm. because like all yeah. the girls would just want that straight hair look. So it's just like, yes. bam. Yeah, straight hair, middle part, and there was layers. That was my hair <laughs> back then. <laughs> the typical Asian gal. <laughs> yeah, but then I think year nine, it was the side sweet bangs. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember, it was really a nice experience. Like, got to ride on the motorcycle, got to eat a lot of amazing food. Like, a lot of, like, restaurants here in Melbourne, like, the Vietnamese restaurants, it's like, they have, like, a wide variety of, like, dishes. But a yeah. lot of the restaurants in Vietnam, so I was in Saigon, by the way. Mm-hmm. The restaurants just, like, mainly have one specialty dish and that's it. Mm. Yeah, so, like, a restaurant could be, like, just solely concentrated on food or on me. Right. Yeah, and th- that was their specialty. And like, it would normally be like packed. And like the Lunar New Year festival in Vietnam, it's like so much better than the ones in Melbourne. I've heard. Yeah. It's so lively. Like the streets are closed down and then they put up like all these um, lanterns and um, flowers. And the shopping centers are really nice too during the Lunar New Year. Aww. They give out like a lot of like cute presents. It sounds like it was such a good trip. Like, I feel like for the both of us, it was obviously like our first trip is going to be with our parents because we're both young and like we go with Mm -hmm. family. Mm. Um, And naturally it's going to be our parents' origin country, which is Vietnam. And I think it's a, it, it puts us in a different perspective and a different light to see how our parents were raised in an Asian culture um, versus how we're so used to Australia and it gives us a different new perspective and a different new experience. So I'm glad we both enjoyed it. Oh my god, talking about traveling makes me remember all the fun memories and fun things I got to do. Ah, same girl, (laughs) but let's not forget the food. Of course you would mention about the food. I mean, what is the point of living if you don't enjoy eating different food, Helen? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, where was your favorite place to travel then? So my favorite place to travel was back in 2016. So this mm-hmm. was after I graduated uni. So I was 21, I think. Yeah. And there's a group of my girls that I always trust to travel with because I've never really had any issues with them and it's always so fun to go with them. Yeah. So Taiwan was the second place that I traveled with them. And honestly, mm. when they brought up the idea to travel to Taiwan, I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah. Like the mainstream places to travel to back then, at least, was like Korea, Japan, or Singapore. And I yeah. didn't watch any Taiwan. 
Taiwanese media, except for like some Taiwanese dramas. But yeah, yeah I didn't really know of like what Taiwan was famous for. Mm-hmm. So when they brought up the idea to travel there, I was just like, oh yeah, sure, I'm down. I don't really know what Taiwan's about, but yeah, sure. Yeah. But little did I know, I had so much fun. Like the first place I traveled to was Hong Kong with them, and Hong Kong was great, except that I broke my foot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and- <laughs> so that like you know that kind of like ruined so the trip sad. a little bit. And Hong Kong is more like a hustle bustle type of culture. Like they like things like really quick and it's like they're very like bam 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 go 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 because mm. there's so many people right yeah and it's like in Taiwan they're more like patient and nice about mm. things not saying mm-hmm. people in Hong Kong weren't nice but they just like to do things quick and efficient whereas in Taiwan everyone is so lovely um mm. it was like really easy to ask people for directions very easy to get around very cheap everything in Taiwan was so cheap like the food the beauty products the accessories like everything was so cheap and I remember my favorite part of Taiwan was going to like the street markets and eating all of the amazing delicious yeah. food yeah. Um, my favorite food was this oyster noodle dish and it was like a thick savory soup with like noodles and like some pieces of oysters in it it, it was almost like a gravy texture but it was like Ooh, so good yeah so and I really really loved their beef noodle soups like the beef was so tender and the soup was so flavorful like I have yet mm. to found a place in Melbourne that does like as good beef noodle soup as yeah. it was in Taiwan mm-hmm. yeah and also cheap as well Um, and I feel like, you know how over here, like, we have, like, selections with boba drinks, like, you know, we, like, gongcha over, like, cha time or stuff like that, like, we have, like, our selections, whereas in Taiwan, no matter which boba place you go to, they're all good, like, you can't go wrong with any place you go to, and I remember, like, two vivid memories of Taiwan, one of them was that, um, so I went with three other girls on this trip, Mm. and two of my friends and myself went out to drink, like, a lot, (laughs) and the other other friend kind of wanted to do her own thing she kind of just wanted to like be a little bit more chill so when my two girlfriends got really drunk I was okay like I was like drunk at the first but then I sobered up yep. and we needed to get home by taxi but I didn't know how to get one so I had to ask like someone else like oh sorry like can like you get us a taxi like I was just like hi can you get us a taxi like you know I don't really know how to get a taxi <laughs> and they happily called a taxi oh um God. and then like when the taxi came I just gave the address to the taxi driver and I remember one of my friends had to puke and I'm like okay <laughs> like I'm not gonna let you puke in this man's car <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed her backpack and I opened it and I was like, okay, you need to like, you know, yeah. It's like, this is what you get for drinking so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got to pick in your own bag. I'm sorry. This is what you got to do. So um, I wish you did. Ah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so scared. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. Um, and the tra- taxi driver obviously noticed. And so he pulled over and then he went to the back of his car and he grabbed a plastic bag mm-hmm. and he offered it to yeah. us. And I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. And he even like asked like if we needed to go to a restroom for my friends to like vomit. Oh. Mind you, if this happened in Melbourne... The taxi drivers were like, nah, you are You're out of this out taxi of car. You do not deserve <laughs> to stay in this taxi no, no, car. No, no, they wouldn't even this- accept you into the, the car. Because they're like, yo, I need to make money for the night. And I ain't like risking it with this drunk ass girl vomiting in my car. Because uh-huh. when like, the car gets all dirty, like, that's it. They finish for the night. They can't continue. Wow, what a nice man. <laughs> yeah, I'll like cater to you. Oh my God, you're so nice. So when we finally got back to our hotel, I just like thanked him and I apologized to him. And I just gave him like extra money, like, you know, you deserve more 
So that's a that's an example of why Taiwanese people are so nice. Um, my other favorite memory was when we visited this place called Sun Min Lake. Um, and it's this place. It's this beautiful place. Like the water was so gorgeous. The nature was so beautiful. It was more quiet compared to the yes. main city. And I remember we went on this cable car because we wanted to go on to the little amusement park. And as we went on the cable car, the sun was like setting. Oh, how romantic! It was just like so freaking beautiful. Like it was so amazing. And the amusement park there was like so cheap and it was so fun and there were like no lines as well um that was just like a really significant memory for me Mm -hmm. and i think like taiwan was so good was because i literally had like zero expectations of what the travel would be like because i didn't really know what it had what it was famous for and all that stuff they ended up just being like such a good trip i had no broken bones you know (laughs) (laughs) you know no jumping on the bed (laughs) yeah and like the fact that i got to do so many things and not spend a lot oh that's amazing that was like the biggest plus yeah especially after graduating from uni yeah yeah so it was just like a little nice trip like i i really had fun with it uh with your mates too yeah what about you girl what was your favorite place to travel i would say thailand in 2017 so i graduated university end of 2016 so i was like fresh out in the world (laughs) she a new woman (laughs) ready to like face adulting (laughs) (laughs) issues but i was like you know what before i jumped into there i'm just gonna like go out (laughs) you deserve it yeah yeah so i went to this country three times already and i i still want to go back because i haven't explored the whole place yet that's nice yeah like i every time i come back i I just fall in love with it bit by bit the first time i went there i went with my parents and the second time i went i went with my mate so that second time Mm. around that was my first time traveling without family (laughs) right yeah and it was such an exciting and nerve-wracking experience but i thought like you know what you know i got this yeah because i I think like the first time you traveled with your friend it was more of a volunteering type of trip mm-hmm. that's right yeah so i i volunteered to look after elephants for a week in a place called Surin. Which is so freaking cool. Yeah! Where it was located, it was like right at the borders of Cambodia. So wow. like when we landed, we were supposed to meet up with our host for the place mm-hmm. on um, a day after. So we arrived the day before and then um, mm-hmm. got to explore the city a bit. Yeah, and sightsee. And so when we were there, we got to get to know the host and the other volunteer members. And they're such lovely folks. Like there was one girl from Germany, another guy from America. And we're from Australia. We're like, wow, all over the world. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So basically the project, like the main focus is to offer elephant owners called Mahots, an alternative form of like income because mm. normally they would use elephants for like elephant riding for tourists and like circus right. shows or like laborious jobs like logging. And um, mm-hmm. what happens to these elephants, like they experience extreme behaviors where they're very stressed out and it's not natural for them to like carry things on their backs or pull certain things with chains and all that yeah Yeah. so with this it's like they get to be at a reserve where it's full of nature and lakes yeah and they get fed and just be elephants you know just be in their natural habitat yeah peace yeah very at peace so like the mahots like they agreed to join the project and to leave their bull hook so basically it's like a stick with like a metal hook and uh, they use that to like control the elephants or train them and like they would they would kind of like um stab it at their sensitive parts so generally behind their ears 
Um, so imagine being stabbed by a knife hank. It feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they agreed to like leave that at home and then partake a lot of the project activities. I remember one of the projects, we had to wake up at like 6am and we quickly had breakfast and my friend and I, we went to the back of a truck and there was no chairs, no seat belts. We just literally had to stand. <laughs> Damn. Stand up and we had to like hold onto the rails and they took us somewhere really far. Not far, but it was like maybe 25 minutes or something. And like there was no road. It was middle of nowhere. And then it was like dirt and rocks and like the car got really bumpy. And we were like, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> And, um, oh my god! And then we returned somewhere, and then um, we were in a field of sugar canes, and we realized, oh, this is where the sugar canes are. Where, like this is what they wow. they feed the elephants. And so we jumped off, and then the uh, our hosts and the mahots were like, okay, they gave us a machete, hey, and they were like, all right, this is how you cut a sugar cane. Oh my god! And so we're wow. just chopping, and so they like chop it and then put it in the truck. So we yeah. basically got as many sugar canes as we could. And then we filled up the truck. And I, I was like to my friend, I'm like, oh, but where are we going to like sit? And then <laughs> they were like, oh, they yeah. climbed up the truck and be like, oh, we sit on top of the sugar canes. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so they were like, all right, hold on to the rails. I'm like, all right, we're going. And then I was like, wow, this is such like um, a whole new experience for me. Like, What an adventure. Yeah, it was like every day was a new experience and you never know what you're going to come across. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly had the best time ever. Like I got to like, live with the locals like eat their food which by the way was very spicy <laughs> oh i would not do well <laughs> yeah but you know it's like oh. it was it is what it is um mm. but yeah i think that was like the most exhilarating experience for me just living with the locals and like mm. um seeing elephants every day like can you imagine every morning you hear elephants trumpeting and then you, oh my gosh because like it's normal for their province in Surin to like mm-hmm. own elephants in their backyard. So people here have dogs. They have elephants. Elephants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is very surreal. <laughs> That's so amazing because it wasn't a touristy trip. Yeah. It was like a trip where like you got to actually like blend in with the locals, yeah. like really like live I'm assuming not in the main city. Yeah. No. And just like with the elephants, like that's just freaking incredible like oh my gosh yeah and i remember one time after their walk they were amongst these trees like under the shade because it got really hot and mm. and the host was like oh you know rub some dirt on the elephant because it helps them from get bitten by the mosquitoes as well as it's like their sunscreen oh okay and so i was like rubbing it and stuff um and there was a baby elephant too Oh, it was so cute. so naughty it took my um, props one time and it just like it held onto its trunk and it went like, it was just like spinning oh, around and I was like cute. I'm like I don't know what to do that's my flip flop <laughs> <laughs> and then the owner was like hey hey give it back give it back and it was like running away with it and I'm like oh my god <laughs> That's so cool. I remember like yeah. you took pictures and you sent it to me and you took like videos and all that stuff. And I was just like, oh my god, you're so close to these elephants. Yeah. It's very so incredible. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to dust off my luggages and book my next flight tickets. Where would you want to go travel to after the chaos is over, Helen? I have never been to Europe, so I would want to go there. (laughs) Yeah. Which country? Which country would Uh, you want to go to? If I had to choose, it would be Amsterdam. Okay. So the capital city of Netherlands. Because I watched 
the movie The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, you want to go there for like the scenic views? Blah, blah. I was like, oh, no, I want to go there because I watch this romance drama. <laughs> yeah, I watch this romance. Yeah. <laughs> But then I did like research more of it and then I'm like, yo, I really, really want to go. Because like I saw there was a scene where they were at the um, canals and it would look so romantic. Aww. Yeah, I just want to be there. Juwan, are you listening? <laughs> take me there. This is where you need to take her. Yeah, and they have like castles and windmills and then they have like a Van Gogh museum Aww. and the Anne Frank house. Oh, so, yeah. And I, I really, really want to go to this, this place called Kokenoff, which is like a garden of Europe. Like they're known to be like the largest public garden in the world. And wow. it has like over 700 varieties of tulips, which is like one of my favorite flowers. Aww. So can you imagine like a huge field of like tulips and then windmills Aww. behind it. It's so, so romantic. Like, so romantic. And it's just like, because I've only traveled in like obviously Australia and mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, but never passed <laughs> Europe, Never America. passed the other side of the world. Yeah, because like, I don't have family over there. It's also like very far from us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's just easier for us to travel to Asia. Yeah, like we struggle with the Vietnam, the flight to Vietnam, can you imagine <laughs> going over there? I know, like a 20 hour flight. <laughs> but like, I feel like life is so short, we're still young, you know, I want to yeah. like just go there, but yeah, obviously COVID, but you know, when we're ready. Yeah. If you went to Europe as a trip, would you do it as like a group tour or would you do it like on your own? Oh, I would go group first. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Because I feel like, I don't know, you gotta be safe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I would I would go for it as a group. I would love to like do what I did when I was in Thailand to like live with the locals, eat the local food. Right. But then also like go through like the tourist side of it. Yeah, I think it's good because like when you're going with a group, you're not by yourself and like you know, there's mm. so many things that you can do, but at least there's a person organizing it and can just like go through the itinerary with you. Yeah, exactly. And also like a person who like knows what's up. Like because there I know that there are people who like scam tourists because yeah yeah so if you like travel with someone who actually lives in the country or like knows the country or been in the country and knows what's up yeah Yeah. i feel like that's like more safer than traveling by yourself but i guess yeah if i i had the opportunity to travel by myself i will do my research yeah like uh do two trips to europe if we can afford it do the first trip with the group and do the trip by yourself but um i feel like all the people that i know who have gone to europe have Mm. like enjoyed it so much and it's like changed their whole life about everything like and the thing is like even choosing one country to travel to is so hard that's why people tend to like just do it all in one lump trip yeah 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 i would do the same too because i'm like i'm already on the other side of the world i'm out of or check out the other countries because yeah. like you can easily just travel through each one like it's, it's as easy as like traveling on the train and then yeah when you get to the other country like you just give your passport and then you're like well i'm already in blah blah <laughs> i know that's so good i remember because my friend did like she did like an exchange program during uni in Ooh. europe for like a couple of months and she says that like you know, she'll, you would do, like, the study throughout, like, the weekdays. And then on the mm-hmm. weekend, she'll just, like, jump on a train and go to another country oh and enjoy, like, God. a weekend there. That's so like, how, fun. How very convenient is that? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the alcohol is really cheap, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Liddy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, where's the first place you're gonna go to? Yeah, so there's so many places that I want to travel to because, like, I haven't traveled a lot, you know, prior to COVID. Um, if I knew COVID was coming, I, I really wish I did travel to so many places. <laughs> like, honestly. But if I had to choose, I have two places that I want to travel to after this chaos. Yeah. One of them was, like, our original plan, Helen. In 2020, I asked, like, if you wanted to go to New Zealand with me. New and you're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but did it happen? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. But, like, you know, luckily we didn't book tickets and, like, anything like that. It was just, like, our plan to go to. Um, So, yeah, like, I'm glad that, like, you know, we didn't have to go through that hassle. But the reason why I wanted to go to New Zealand was because I wanted to go to, like, a more nature-like place. Um, yes. less yeah. city yeah mm-hmm. and like the mountainous views and the scenes and just like every time like I watch like videos and like TikTok videos about it it just looks so freaking incredible mm-hmm. Um, even like the air is like more refreshing and like I also want to do like little adventurous things like bungee jumping and stuff <gasps> yes. um, yeah mm-hmm. and because like New Zealand is like close to Australia as well it's not like a long flight to get there yeah it's probably going to be the first country that we're allowed to go into like, yeah travel bubble I hope so. Yeah. And another place that, like, I've always, 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 always wanted to go to and everyone tells me that I need to go to is Japan. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No brainer. It's a given. And, Mm -hmm. like, I have not met a single person that has told me they didn't like their trip to Japan. Like, everyone Mm -hmm. who has gone to Japan, which is, like, almost everyone I know, has told me Japan is, like, a place where you can go to over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, My group of girlfriends actually got to go to Japan, like, after high school. But I wasn't able to join them because my mom didn't let me travel with friends back then. So I totally felt, like, the FOMO from not going. Um, Especially if it's Japan. (laughs) Yeah, because like I see everyone's YouTube videos of like their vlogs and stuff how good the food looks how lively the nights are like I'd love to go to all these places and experience it um, like in Melbourne, anytime there's like a cute stationery store or a cute store that sells like plushes, I would always go in and like look into every single aisle. So I feel like if I'm in Japan, I would fucking go to every single store. Yo, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, like I would like spend half the freaking day at these places. Yeah, like they literally, because I've been to Japan and um, if yeah. you go to Tokyo um, Shibuya, they have massive buildings and they have like multiple um, floors. So... Nice. You probably spent half of your day in one store and you're uh-huh. like, oh. you bet where I'm gonna be at. Um, yeah. And the thing is, like, people have told me as well where, like, uh, when you go travel with your friends, it's also different from traveling with your partner um, oh. and obviously different from traveling with your family. So yeah. I would like to go travel there with my boyfriend someday too. Get to that love hotel. <laughs> You know, like... Yeah, no, why? I haven't seen... I've never been, you know. I've never been, because I went with family. I've seen it on, like, Chani's videos, and it looks like freaking, like... Kinky. Mm, <laughs> but you don't need love hotels for that. You, you can do the nasty anyway. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, they're very discreet, though, because, like, when you come in, I think most places... You don't even see the um, the receptionist's face. You only see their... Cle- clearly, Helen has looked up on... No, I've seen vlogs, okay? I, I, like, I've watched vlogs like every other person, <laughs> I'm dying, oh my god. Joanne, if you're listening, Joanne, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, 
And then, like, I also really want to go to, like, the convenience stores, as simple as that may sound, um, like 7-Eleven or Family Mart. Because, dude, it, like, cannot compare to Australian 7-Eleven or Australian convenience stores. Yeah. And, like, my boyfriend said that he would never, 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 never forget the egg sandwiches in Japan. (laughs) Like, he would eat that every day if he could. And it's literally, like, in the convenience stores. Like, he's literally, like, obsessed with that in Japan. So, yeah, those are definitely, like, my top two countries that I would go to after the pandemic ends New Zealand and Japan would you okay for Japan would you go to uh, Tokyo or Kyoto because Kyoto is more like the uh, the traditional side of um, Japan right Kyoto is more like you know futuristic a lot of stores I think like if I was to go to Japan I would like to go to both Um, oh okay yeah and that would mean like you know it wouldn't be like a one week trip it would be like a two or three week trip of some sort yo it's a it's a one month man like (laughs) I travelled with family and um, we only stay in Tokyo we didn't even have time to go to Kyoto so that's why like, yeah if I was to go back to Japan I would go to Kyoto um mm-hmm. Because that's where all the, like, the landmarks are. Right. You know the bamboo tree? Yeah. I think my boyfriend went there for like... He went there with his boys. And they went there for like a good like two weeks or something. And they oh, tried shit. to like schedule everything in. Like squish as much as they can. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to go to like as many spots as possible in Japan. But will yeah. time allow us? I don't know. Thank you for listening to this episode. And we hope that you enjoyed it. Our travel memories has given us such enriching and unique life experience we would never get from our home country. We're so lucky and privileged to be given these amazing opportunities. We understand that most of you are COVID fatigued and are doing your best to be safe for yourself and your family during this pandemic. Thank you so much for being so strong and for staying strong. We're in this together. If you guys were able to relate to anything we've said or have a story yourself that you want to share, feel free to let us know via our Instagram at hi.keyasian and our other socials will be linked in the description box in this episode. Also feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify if you want to stay in with our upcoming episodes we hope to catch you guys next time thanks again and bye thank you so much guys see you soon bye